Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kitzelier hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Travis Irvine is in Ohio. We're going to talk quite a bit about what's going on in your wonderful state. The state's great. The people (laughs) who run it are horrible. It's quite unfortunate because there's beautiful people in Ohio. It's a beautiful landscape, too. It is. And for them to be represented by scumbags like Jim Jordan, a man who's never seen a sex crime he doesn't want to cover up. It's just (laughs) absolutely (laughs) sad. So we're going to talk about what's going on involving a 10-year-old child, Rape and abortion. This is a story that is as hot as it gets when it comes to mm-hmm. the culture war. And it is a reminder of what happens when, oh, old, crunchy people create draconian laws that don't take into account individual situations that may be unbeknownst to to them. Mm -hmm. We'll also kind of get into a little bit of what's going on with Joe Biden. He's over in Saudi Arabia and he gave a fist bump. Hmm. Isn't that fun? He gave a fist bump to that one. Yeah, he fist bumped him. He gave the little, little, he was like, you're a cool guy. Hey, Corn Pop, you're a cool guy. (laughs) Killing killing any journalists lately, Corn Pop? And anyway, what message does it send to the world as the sitting president of the United States gives a fist bump to the head of the Saudis as, of course, they are still in hot water for how they treat Mm -hmm. their ladies, their journalists, and anyone who has the audacity to speak out against their insane system. But before that, Ivana Trump is dead. She was found on the bottom of the stairs, much like Roger Ailes. Something about getting to a certain age where stairs are the most lethal thing that could possibly (laughs) exist. 73 Mm -hmm. years fun. Of course, Ivana, she had the ear of Donald Trump Mm -hmm. specifically over these past, what, five, six years now that he's been in political life. I must say her advice certainly hasn't been good. (laughs) It seems like everyone everyone was talking about like, oh, what's Donald going to do? He spoke to Ivana. She was one of the few people he would take advice from. Hmm. But then it's like, well, all right. She didn't do <laughs> right. a very good, like, what, she's not like a great mentor because the right. world's all fucked up. 
Well, the more interesting thing for me, of course, NBC News reported that uh, the New York Attorney General's office is postponing their depositions of former President Trump and two of his children, Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka, oh. because no one wants to talk to Eric. Um, and oh, that- poor Eric. <laughs> Eric, they won't even have him for a deposition. Yeah, yeah, Eric like- is like, I've committed so many crimes <laughs> and I still don't get to sit down for the deposition. What's wrong with me? Why won't they like me? Yeah, right, right. They they just give him a coloring book and let him sit Aww. in the corner, which is also fun for lawyers to do. But uh, all the depositions are now delayed because of the unfortunate and untimely death of Miss Ivana Trump. So, Ivana uh, again, Trump. we always look at things with a, a very uh, a very obtuse, a high eyebrow, if you will, here at Top Hat. And this mm. certainly, this certainly was a um, again. It's always unfortunate when someone dies, but. This raised a few eyebrows around New York City, especially well, I, the eyebrows of lawyers. I think it was probably a bit of a tumble, a fall, and then you die right there on the bottom of the sure, stairs. Sure, just like Roger Rails down there in Florida. Very timely death for well, a man Roger. who was talking to potentially to Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin on the same phones at the same time in 2016. Very timely indeed, Benjamin. Mm. Hey, he was morbidly obese. I can see the fall <laughs> He happening. also was very fat, yes. Yeah, Vana apparently wasn't walking too good, and I don't know. At some point, I'm just going to force my parents to stay on flat land. I guess around yeah. early 70s. I guess we're all just going to die falling down the stairs at some point. What you really want to do is die falling up the stairs, because then you know you had a nice drunken evening and you're trying to <laughs> crawl to bed nothing quite like falling upstairs <laughs> also nothing quite like having the first wife the mother of your children three children mm. ivanka eric and donnie jr donald trump he didn't waste much time trying to grift more money <laughs> from his constituents Wait, he's what? like yes indeed ivana's dead the body is still warm <laughs> as warm as it can be and he sent out an email and he said, I'm real sad about this. My number one bitch is dead. That's basically what it said. And then he said, don't worry. The only thing that can make me feel better is if you give me a little bit of your hard earned oh cash. You know how it's God. like $500 right now to go to the supermarket just to get beef jerky and occasionally a hot dog or two. Well, also, could you give me some more money because I'm sad? My first wife is dead. Uh, He uh, went to Truth Social. He said, I am very saddened to inform all of those that loved her, of which there are many. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't really say himself. (laughs) That Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City. She was wonderful, beautiful, and an amazing woman who led a great life. Anyway, so now she is indeed dead, and Donald Trump is indeed potentially going to announce his run for president this summer or this fall. So the fundraising, let's kick it up a (laughs) Mm -hmm. notch. Right. No matter how you get their money, you got to get it somehow. Usually an obituary says... You know, in lieu of flowers, the family asked you to make a donation to this charity or this charity. <laughs> Trump's just like, in lieu of flowers, please give me more money for my legal yeah, defense me. fund. <laughs> I, I'm a child of the 90s. So I grew up watching Ivana and Donald go do right. Regis and Kathy or what, yes. what was it back then? Yeah, it was Regis and Kathy. Regis and, uh, and Kathy Lee. Yeah. And they, Absolutely. So they were like the celebrity power couple then. And, mm-hmm. and when, Big shoulder pads. I remember the yes. big shoulder pads. I remember them kissing and 
I was like, ooh, I bet you they have real romantic sex. <laughs> oh, no. They don't. That's gross. Yeah, um, right? My favorite thing I think that she said recently, though, was when uh, Trump actually became president, she was like, I'm the real first lady. Do you remember oh, that? I don't recall, <laughs> but I would assume her and Melania have had quite a few scuffles That's right exactly. there near the stairs that she fell down. Oh, Melania's the killer, my guy. You <laughs> the truth. I think what you said is real, though. She did have the ear of Trump. So I wonder if it'll be different this time now that he doesn't have. It's not going to be oh. any better. <laughs> it won't yeah. be better. That's for <laughs> freaking sure. It's also a reminder that these people are fucking old. Yes. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows if Trump's even going to have the energy? You said, I mean, he's announcing potentially in fall. We will see. It is in the works. It appears. He's going, he it has is, got to. But it, yeah. It, but it's so unusual for any potential presidential candidate, especially announcing for 2024, two years out, to announce before the midterm elections. This is just, it's, I mean, again, like Trump does, nothing is traditional. Nothing is you know, really by the book in terms of political fanfare. But for him to come out this fall and say he's running for president, who knows what that's going to do the midterms. It could sink some Republicans, maybe get others to win. It's going to be a bombshell either way. I don't freaking think people already know he's running. He never has. He's never stopped running. Right. He's been campaigning this whole freaking time. If anything, it'll let people know uh, exactly what it's going to look like in 2024 a little bit earlier than we would have known, but again, we already figured that he has to be running. Right. This is what's this is his protection bubble. Mm. This is, and he also gets to spend all the money, and he can say, "I'm just campaigning." This is his little protection bubble at this point. He really has no freaking option because obviously he doesn't want to go live in Mar-a-Lago and stare at crabs having sex with one another <laughs> on his crotch. So uh, Trump <laughs> says he has a big decision. And he's going to make it. And I'm not going to sit here and wait with bated breath because that's also what the media is doing now where they're like, oh, my God, is, is he going to say it? Uh. It's like LeBron James and the big announcement. He's taking his talents to South Beach. Donald <gasps> Trump is taking his lack of talent back to Washington, D.C., <laughs> or at the very least attempting to. My question is, when it comes to two years out before the election, what about losing steam? What yeah. about just like, Again. I mean, I, I don't see if I'm him. Yeah. It's like, well, I have two years. Now, of course, what is a Donald Trump flub? We've already heard all of them and people seem to think that's him telling it like it is. But two years out, he's going to be fucking exhausted by the time the general comes if he makes it that far. This is what I'm saying. You, most advisors and obviously his most trusted advisor is now dead, but they would say, wait till after the midterm. See how your candidates do. I mean, if Dr. Oz, Herschel Walker, and J.D. Vance all don't win their Senate seats, mm -hmm. and he's already announced that he's running for president, oh, man, you're good. that's a locomotive just going to choo-choo-choo right out of steam real fast. Absolutely. Well, Herschel Walker, speaking of children out of wedlock, oh. I got to talk oh. about this. Elon Musk. So we've talked about how he's crazy and everything, you know, and then he's getting he seems to be getting worse. And it's mm -hmm. sad because mm -hmm. everyone just wants him to launch rockets and land them. And there's a lot of cool stuff he does, to be honest. There's yeah. a lot of things that electric his can be cars. His yeah. employees do it. Well, his employees do it, of course. <laughs> right. But, you know, the electric cars, just some of the things he's put forth when it comes to a good, clean energy and creating jobs. There's some good stuff in there. Mm -hmm. But then it seems like he has this inner problem 
where he's just a douchebag. <laughs> and we're finding out it may be mm. because his father is also a complete and utter piece of shit. So his dad's name is Errol. Mm. No, I don't like the name, but that's okay. That's not the problem. The problem is he got this adopted daughter, right? And he had her since she, uh, she was four years old. I think she's now uh, in her 30s. There's a 41-year age gap, right? And she grew up normal and had a great life. and I guess, uh, <laughs> until he knocked her up. Uh, so Errol oh. had sex with his daughter. They currently have a five-year-old. His adopted daughter? Yes. It's his very Woody Allen is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they have a five-year-old together named Elliot. And, they, and that kid was born in 2017. And now she's going to have another kid because his dad can't stop having sex with his daughter. Ugh. What is going on? What's wrong I, with the Musk family here? It does. It's an Errol. He said, oh, they said, well, are you guys together? And he said, no, because the age difference is too much. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's because it's your daughter. Oh he said, God. yeah, it's a 41-year-old age difference. It makes things real complicated. But uh, come on now, this man is living the Pornhub lifestyle, and it's absolutely disgusting to see. Um, he says when it comes to uh, marrying this woman, he says it's not practical. She's 35. Oh Eventually, if I'm still around, she might wind up back with me. What? That's what he said. What does that even mean? What does that I don't even know. Mean? This is what happened. This is why Elon is the way that Elon is. His father is a child predator. Oh, my God. I don't know. What does this make you? You raise your future bearer of children. I, it's so disgusting. What is what's happening? Billionaire stuff, I guess. It also is a reminder how wealthy Elon grew up in South Africa. Mm. He He's not exactly a, uh, a story of rags to riches. Anyway, Errol is a wealthy South African engineer. Uh, he married a model, May Heldman Musk, but apparently that wasn't good enough. He's fathered 10 kids, and much like his son, Elon, he believes the number one reason of life is to procreate, which I don't necessarily know if that's true, but I guess if you're going to have sex with everybody that you procreate with uh. or that you, that you create while procreating, <laughs> I mean, this is a stepdaughter. I don't know. It's nasty. Yeah, it's, it's honestly something that sounds like come right out of the Ohio headlines. I mean, good <laughs> grief. Get the Musk family over here. They can take over, I guess. Also, Elon Musk is like everybody's favorite dude right now. He's on Joe Rogan. He's the real. He's a cool guy to a lot of douchebag dudes. I just can't trust him because his father had sex with his stepdaughter. And at some point, don't you just like hit your dad? And be like, hey, stop having sex with my with my with my sister? stepsister. Literally, yeah, yeah. You think at some point, what does it say about Elon Musk's character, or what's left of it, at least, that I he can't even know. stand up to his own father? <laughs> I have no idea. It's uh it's political. It's it's it's, it's adjacent mm -hmm. politically. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. Right, thinking about uh, what makes Elon Elon. Right. I think the fact that he came from the balls of this maniac might be a reminder that he's not uh, he's not exactly all there genetically. To me, it shows the difference in uh, the things that very rich people can do versus the very poor. 
can do. Like if sure. this was a if this was two people in Alabama, it would be they would you would be judging the crap out of them in in, sure. in a whole different way. You'd be like, yeah. you know, it's inbreeding, blah blah. blah. But well, they this do guy's, that too. This guy's an emerald, you know, an emerald. Uh, was emerald baron? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> he's a what? billionaire. He's an emerald baron, and to him, this is just normal behavior. And that's uh. that. That's that 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 reality that rich people are able to do things that poor people are very judged for. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm, it's probably a good thing Elon Musk isn't going to get Twitter. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think he's already running Pornhub, judging by all of the uh, step step uh, <laughs> sisters getting stuck in a laundry machine. Stepsister, what are you doing? I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, she accidentally fell on my penis. All right. Well, speaking of douchebags, let's talk about all of these people who voted against this bill. So there's a bill. And basically what it says is let's not have neo-Nazis and people who identify as white supremacists in law enforcement or in our military. Now, for some reason, there are Republicans who said, what if we don't have Nazis or white supremacists in our law enforcement? How am I going to get a job? (laughs) It seems like it's pretty 101, obviously, when it comes to people in law enforcement or people in the military. Let's not forget that Donald Trump is the one who put transgender folks in the crosshairs because, Mm -hmm. God forbid, someone transgender wants to defend our nation and have the horrible duty of going to God knows where, giving your life to the government for God knows what. But when it comes to neo-Nazis and white supremacists, they're more than welcome because the Republican Party, it's a big tent party. Mm. The amendment sponsored by Representative Brad Schneider, he's a Democrat out of Illinois, was uh, was added to a party line vote. The vote was 218 to 208. The House version of the National Defense Authorization Act um, with Democrats in support and Republicans in opposition. So this was tied to the NDAA, and it's stuff like this that makes it difficult to trust any of the mm-hmm. people who are in mm-hmm. office, specifically the Steve Kings of the world, oh, yeah. who is just a known bigot who just gets to stay in office. I feel horrible for his constituents. I believe he's out of Iowa, and I know there's some good people there, but someone keeps on putting his ass in office. And now you have a vote, which I think is a good thing when it comes to, do you want Nazis and white supremacists in law enforcement? I'm happy that they actually took a vote. And 208 people said, that's all right with me. Right, right. At least they're on the record for, I guess, for believing this nonsense. It's so strange. I know we, you know, we obviously talk a lot about the old Mueller case and how Russia, 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 you know, it got to be a little it's much. Mueller, t- it's Mueller time. It's Mueller time. Oh my and- God. If I see, I saw one of those shirts about a month ago <laughs> and I was about to rip it off the man. I, I can't, it's a German I- inquisitor. Anyway, go on. I remember you. I remember you being very upset about it. It's all right. It's just the lamest. He's a 70-year-old man who needs to fall down the stairs. Okay. As much. (laughs) I'm fine. As much as Russia, 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 it got to be too much. 
This is another uh, very Russian thing for the Republicans to do, right? They, the Russians are saying that they're trying to fight neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Obviously, Zelensky's Jewish. <laughs> and then Americans, American Republicans have a chance to, you know, just even vet, right? That's all this amendment was to add additional uh, funding resources and whatnot. It's already an $840 billion defense budget bill. Dang. So on that, you know, in that way, of course, Democrats, Republicans always seem to come together. But when it comes right. to just vetting, hey, maybe we don't want neo-Nazis in these in these forces, Republicans all said, yeah, it's fine. Well, the problem is if we've got a bunch of neo-Nazis in the military, we're currently going through a proxy war with Russia. If that ever turns into a hot war, they're just going to want to be with Russia. Exactly. They're exactly. just going to turn their back on America and be like, remember? What, you guys hang gay people here, huh? Yeah. This yeah. is actually, no, hold on, hold on a yeah. second. We've talked about this on the show before. You had your Madison Cawthorns, your Lauren Boberts, your MTGs, all in a sense defending what Putin was doing in Ukraine and standing up for Putin. It's absolutely, I think, you know, at this point, it's it's probably safe to say there's probably neo-Nazis as staffers in Congress at this point <laughs> advising some of these people to vote this way. I Is it just a Republican belief that no one should police the police? Where did the, where well, did this that's bipartisan, from? unfortunately. I believe uh, Joe Biden, in between giving fist thing. bumps yes. to uh, to the murderers of journalists in, in over in Saudi Arabia, right. I believe he gave a speech that said they need more money, more yes, money. The State of Union said, <laughs> but there was like no other like. But what are they going to do with it? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And of course, Joe Biden in his Senate heyday was very, very in favor of the 1994 crime bill, which Yeek. obviously gave law enforcement a whole bunch of money to lock up, quote-unquote, super predators. Super predators. So Brad Schneider, this is what he had to say. He says when it comes to neo-Nazis, such behavior, such extremism is a threat to us in all segments of society. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to believe that our military is any different. These are exceptions. They are rare, but we must do everything we can to identify them and to thwart them before risks become a reality. Yep. But now Andy Biggs, he's a Republican out of Arizona. Oh. He says And he's this, not a neo-Nazi at all. Nothing not, Andy has ever done is neo-Nazi-like. Not at all. Not Andy Biggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've searched that a time or two. Uh, Andy Biggs on the House floor says, this denigrates law enforcement, oh, which makes me believe that he believes there's a bunch of neo-Nazis in law enforcement <laughs> and he doesn't yeah. want to hurt their feelings. What yeah. do you if I'm in law enforcement, I would be like, you know, I'm fine. I'm not as a non-neo-Nazi. As I don't identify as a neo-Nazi. As someone who's not a white supremacist, um, I prefer if they're not here. Because right. it makes the ride-alongs a lot more awkward when they are. <laughs> right, right. I mean, good grief. Arizona listeners, y'all got some crazy Congress people between Andy Biggs, your Paul Gosers, and that Debbie Lesko lady yep. that we played the other week. I just, whatever <laughs> you got to do. You know, I don't know. How far of a drive is Arizona from L.A., Ben? I feel it's like about a six-hour six drive yeah. to Phoenix. I've been to Phoenix. I was there. I went out to a bar. Immediately no, got offered some cocaine. I oh, did not take by it. By Andy Biggs, probably. It's probably. law enforcement, yeah. <laughs> he did say his name was Andy Biggs. Yes, that's a great point there. And I did not take it because we have to be very careful mm -hmm. with the fentanyl out there. You mm -hmm. got to be real careful, folks. Oh, yeah. Folks, be careful. Um, but I did. I was actually happy 
that somebody offered me cocaine because he was like, do you believe it, man? I'm on coke. I'm on a bunch of coke. I was like, I totally believe it. Like you're shaking and you know, <laughs> like, oh, oh, I totally. And he's like, I'm just going to stay up for my flight. My flight's at 7 a.m. So I'm just going to stay up. I think I got to figure it out. And I was like, I think you got to figure it out, bro. <laughs> But I, I was I met proud. That guy. <laughs> yeah, I was proud of Phoenix for living up to what we think of Phoenix. Hot mm. and full of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, if there's time this fall, we should get that way and help them elect anyone else. A non-insurrectionist, a non-neo-Nazi, and whatever that Lesko lady was talking about, killing her own grandkids. Good grief. I don't if only know. her grandkids could vote. Also, the Democrats got to be careful not supporting. Uh, there's one more moderate Republican running against one of these Trump Republican gals, and they're trying to help the Trump Republican gal get the uh, nomination because then their gal, she's up more percentage points theoretically than the Trumper. So they got to uh-huh. be real careful. Stop playing that game. Right. We learned in 2016. 2016, yeah. You don't play around with this stuff. You know, don't 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 want to go against an air quotes Trumper. Because you never fucking know what's going to happen on election day. So please, God, do not play that game, Democrats in Arizona. So Andy Biggs, he goes on to say, this is Orwellian in nature. I would say it's more Orwellian to have a bunch of fascists in law enforcement. (laughs) But he says... This amendment attempts to create a problem where none exists by requesting investigations into law enforcement and the armed services for alleged for alleged rampant white supremacy or white national sympathies. And again, they were all for it when it comes to people of a whatever transgender or gay or too right. tall. I mean, heck, my uncle wasn't able to get into the military because he's too fat. Mm. Uh, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> there are a lot of rules when it comes to law enforcement, when it, or there should be, rather, when it comes to law enforcement, and there are when it comes to the military. It's Not everyone gets in, mm. even though they're hemorrhaging right now and they need more recruits. As the drone war and the robot oh. war continues to come home, but it's just fascinating that this is where they draw the line where they're like, we don't want to invade on the privacy of these white nationalists, white supremacists and neo-Nazis carrying a gun behind the power of a badge. Maybe that's why we, we had recently in Ohio. Well, and that's, you know, again, Republicans are all for big government when it goes against people they don't like. And when it comes to people they do like, neo-Nazis. Republicans don't want to bother them and they can't be bothered to try to bother them. I remember after the January 6th insurrection, when they had all the uh, National Guard folks that they had to bring in from all over the country to Mm -hmm. basically guard the entire city of D.C. for the next few weeks post January 6th, there was so much vetting. In terms of because so many of the the insurrectionists who were there on January 6th were former military or were former law enforcement. So, again, not out of the ordinary at this point, unfortunately, for a congressperson to put that amendment in there. Mm -hmm. I would call it very out of the ordinary for Republicans to not support it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, speaking of law enforcement, Uvalde, we're finding out more information of what happened inside Rob Elementary School. <sighs> it is sickening. I'm sure everyone has seen the footage at this point. Not a great time for law enforcement because they're not acting great. So as soon as they do, that'll be fantastic. The world will be better. Right now, we're just in this opposite world, and uh, it doesn't seem like anything productive is getting done when it comes to curbing our criminal justice system and um, rebuilding the trust that it takes between civilians and officers. It certainly is eroded nationwide and definitely in Uvalde, Texas. So basically, these officers, they're decked out. They're ready to roll. Right. They are like, you know, as militarized as it's going to get. And they stood in the freaking hallway for over an hour. And they released a video. But apparently on the video, they numbed or uh, diminished, edited out, yeah. edited out some of the screams from the children. So that means these cops... We're just standing there. One officer, obviously, this video has gone viral, but he puts hand sanitizer on, which is there's something so symbolic and mm -hmm. disgusting about right. it. He's more worried about himself. Breaks your freaking heart. And I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but something has got to change. And the people, the law enforcement community in Uvalda, they need a massive, massive overhaul. Uh, we'll see what happens with Beto O'Rourke. Uh, he is now fundraising. And again, it's disgusting. It's politics. But he's made a lot of money off of fundraising when it comes to his stance on the Second Amendment, specifically on AR-15s. Mm. He wants to limit those, um, perhaps for people ages 18 to 25, which I'm fine with. But we'll see if it's a political winner for him. It's sick to even say it, but these videos, they're coming out at a very sensitive time for American politics. The midterms are right around the corner, and no one likes Abbott. They're also going through a massive heat wave right now in Texas, and the power is failing, and these companies are doing a horrible job. So I don't know. Do you think that Beto actually has a chance against Abbott? He's outraising him financially now. We know that matters. I don't think we'd be here had it not been for Uvalde but the reality is he's he I mean it's it's this is this is politics he saw an opportunity and he's hitting the iron while it's hot right he's, he's he's sticking to what the public is saying he's sticking along party lines and just reiterating our beliefs and this would never have happened if it wasn't for Abbott kind of thing Right. Well, and I'll just add to that. You know, I wrote my uh, column for Independence Day a few weeks ago about how independents and non-affiliated, non-partisan voters are the majority of voters in every single state and, and the entire country. And it's issues like this that happen where it's like, well, wait a minute, safety, keeping my kids safe. That's something that hits every voter, whether you're Republican, Democrat or independent. Absolutely. And, and this is one of those things. It's like if Beto to your point, can pull some of these independents who are moved by the story and disgusted by the inaction that the Republican leadership in Texas is taking. Absolutely. They're, if they're putting money in his coffers, that's the first step. And then the next step is making sure everyone shows up and votes for you. Yeah. 
Well, we'll see what happens. Either way, that story just gets worse and worse and worse. And it was about as bad as it gets to start with. Mm -hmm. And our hearts just go out to all of the uh, parents who are suffering and to uh, just that community as a whole. I believe they're just going to end up tearing down the building, I think, right? Yeah, I think they're going to demolish that school. Man, these poor kids. How how are you going to get an education, man? It's going to be... It's just really sad that these kids are uh, the test subject Mm. for grifters like the NRA. All right. Well, speaking of grifters and children and horrible politicians, uh, this story out of Ohio is absolutely heartbreaking. There was a 10-year-old girl. Uh, She was raped. She was then six weeks pregnant after the rape. Uh, she went to oh uh, she left Ohio, went to Indiana to get an abortion because of Ohio's draconian abortion laws that went and into effect right after the day of Roe v. Wade being overturned. It was a trigger state, and anyway, uh, Travis, I mean, with the politicians and the way that they reacted to the story. Jim Jordan, of course, a man who knows a thing or two about covering up sexual assault. That was sort of his claim to fame while he was a wrestling coach over there in Ohio. Mm. This just looks horrible. Of course, people not believing this story. And then it turns out to be unfortunately true. Yeah, it's a nightmare from beginning until now. And it's not the end of it. I can assure you that. Um, But yes, Republicans reality in Texas is children getting murdered and the Republican reality here in Ohio is children getting raped and not being able to get the procedures they need. In fact, Republicans are even trying to make it harder uh, before six weeks for even children who are raped to get medical abortion services that ideally, according to doctors, they would need. A 10-year-old is not prepared to carry a child to term, despite what the Republicans may believe. So, And of course, she was nine when when, Yes, when it happened. Absolutely. Uh. So the rape occurred in May. We (sighs) now know. Um, She went to the doctor on uh, June 22nd. Obviously, Roe v. Wade was overturned on June Uh. 24th. So that means she was literally six weeks and three days pregnant when they realized they needed to do the procedure and when Roe v. Wade was overturned. Wow. Our attorney general, Dave Yost, we'll get to him in a second. Please. He uh, went ahead and went right to the federal court to get them to implement the six-week abortion ban, which they did so that very same day, which put this girl in a position that the doctors had to send her to Indiana uh, to an abortionist in Indianapolis to perform the procedure. This abortionist, who is a obviously a pro-abortion activist, and she's a, a doctor, Dr. Bernard, out of Indianapolis. She put this story to the Indy Star, and the Indy Star a newspaper reported it. Mm. It started to catch fire, obviously, especially here in Ohio. When the news got here, just people just straight up asking our Republican governor, Mike DeWine, we've talked about him on this show a couple of times, mm-hmm. just what does he think? About this, obviously, he said it's a horrible situation, but he had no comment when it came to should she carry her rapist baby to oh term and God. so forth and so on. Again, weak, feckless old leadership from Mike DeWine. They should he have then, asked Elon Musk's dad what he thought. Gross. Right. Elon Musk's dad calls this the feel good story of the year. <laughs> oh my <laughs> That's God. horrible. But Mike DeWine wasn't done there. He sent his communications goons 
to doubt this story because wow. it only came from the Indy Star and it only came from, again, Dr. Bernard, a pro-abortion source for the story. So this, this is very real. Mike DeWine's communications goons started putting out doubt doubters. Yeah. They're, they're the opposite of feelers, right? When it comes to journalism, <laughs> they're doubters. They're putting, well, do we know this story is true? Can we verify the story? It only has one source. It came from one newspaper. They send this to the Washington Post to have a fact checker check it. They send it to the Daily Caller. And then from there, it starts to catch on in right-wing media that this whole thing is completely made up, especially after President Joe Biden brought it up in one of his speeches where he said how awful this is. And it is really awful. He nailed that one. Yeah. Finally, Joe Biden got it right. And the worst of the worst comes when Mike DeWine sends Dave Yost, the attorney general who implemented this law, to Fox News, Jesse Waters' show. We all know when it comes to integrity, you think Jesse Waters. (laughs) That's disgusting. And sure enough, Dave Yost, a country bumpkin who bumbled his way into becoming Ohio's top law enforcement officer, Mm -hmm. goes on Fox News and says in front of millions of people that there's not a whisper of evidence that this girl exists, that he then doubles down the next day to local news outlets here in Ohio, that there's not a damn scintilla of evidence that this girl exists, that there is no rape kit present in his office. He says he's in touch with prosecutors and police Mm -hmm. officers all the time, and he doubles down, triples down on the right-wing media narrative that this is completely made up. Now, my sources, I have friends who are statehouse reporters, yeah. They knew this was true. They've actually met people in the hospital who had to send the girl to Indiana. So kudos again to local journalists and local reporting, local media outlets who went and indeed ended up confirming this story. Uh, the rapist was arraigned only the day after Dave mm. Yost went on Fox News and said that absolute horseshit. And now, thankfully... Right. Justice will be served. Um, This man has been arraigned. He's being held without bail. Yes, he is an illegal immigrant. And you know the right-wing media is going to try to make it about that. But Dave Yost, Mike DeWine. I mean, Mike DeWine looks just old, feckless, and weak like he always does. Dave Yost, the chief law enforcement officer of the state, doesn't seem to know how the law works and doesn't seem to actually be in touch with prosecutors and police officers that say the way he said he was. Mm -hmm. And then you got, to your point, grifters like Jim Jordan, who straight up tweeted that this was another lie. He put a question mark by it, but he did essentially call it another lie. And of course, he was forced to delete the tweet, much like he deleted all his knowledge of the child rape he knew about Uh. at Ohio State when he was a wrestling coach. And so it just gets worse and worse for the Ohio Republican Party. Travis, you make an interesting point when it comes to the politicians saying, I don't think this woman even exists. In a way, she doesn't to them. Right. She was a homeless 10-year-old. Is right. that correct? Yeah, homeless 10-year-old yeah. girl. So she's right. struggling with poverty. She's raped. In many ways, of course they didn't fucking hear about it. Because right. this woman doesn't exist to them. This right. person doesn't, this person is not in their minds when they craft legislation like they crafted mm-hmm. with again the bullshit uh anti-freedom, anti-constitutional abortion regulation laws that they passed in Ohio. So they she is invisible to them. They literally needed proof of life before they could even fathom that a 10-year-old girl could be homeless and raped. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. It's disgusting. And there's just so much to unpack with this story as well. And I want to give some credit to Dr. Caitlin Bernard. As uh, Travis said, she is now in the crosshairs. Right, because now Indiana's 
country bumpkin attorney general who also went on Jesse Waters to seek his 15 minutes of fame. He wants the prosecutor for not reporting the procedure properly. She did, just like the police officers in Columbus, Ohio did. Paperwork takes a few days. Maybe chief law enforcement officers of these states should understand that before they get the job. It just seems like the pedophilia is the last thing they're worried about. Hmm. Attorney General uh, Todd Rokita, he has threatened criminal charges against the doctor who performed the abortion on a 10-year-old rape victim. Uh, In a new letter from Rokita to Governor uh, Eric Holcomb, it was dated this past Wednesday, released this past Thursday. It asks for records from the Indiana Department of Health and Department of Child Services to determine whether the physician, Kalen Bernard, filed legally required reports within the three-day window of performing the abortion. Just, man, if you're this 10-year-old girl, I really hope that she has counseling, and I hope there's someone that can help her. And I just, you're supposed to look to these adults for Mm -hmm. some kind of solace. Right. And none, none given whatsoever. The Republican Party claims to be a party of family values. Mike DeWine always talks about protecting Ohio's most vulnerable. That's why he says he's pro-life and he's so anti-abortion. Well, what's more vulnerable than a homeless 10-year-old girl? Oh, man. And all these all these Ohio Republicans, Indiana Republicans, and Jim Jordan and the right-wing media, all they did was make this girl suffering even worse on an international scale. It is absolutely Disgusting. This is according to uh, Kathleen Delaney. Now, this is Bernard's attorney because obviously she had to get an attorney. Right. God knows how much that costs. Uh, this is what Delaney she says. She says, my client, Dr. Caitlin Bernard, took every appropriate and proper action in accordance with the law and both her medical and ethical training as a physician. She followed all relevant policies, procedures, and regulations in this case, just as she does every day to provide the best possible care for her patients. She goes on to say she did not violate any law, and they're considering legal action against those who have smeared their clients. So perhaps politically this could come back to haunt somebody like Rokita. I just can't imagine a world where... The majority of people in Indiana would approve of this doctor being arrested for not filing the proper paperwork. Mm -mm. um, The biggest issue is a 10-year-old is raped and and is pregnant now. A life-endangering situation, literally. A 10-year-old cannot deliver a baby. No way. I mean, oh, God. Also, this goes against Indiana law. Indiana law allows abortions up to 22 weeks of pregnancy. So right. this doctor is in her right to to serve to medically serve this patient, mm-hmm. and, and well, they did nothing wrong. So and, and similar to Ohio, Indiana Republican lawmakers are going to try to close that window. They're trying to take it from twenty two weeks down to something more in their line of views. And here in Ohio, they're trying to do what they did in Oklahoma, where they're going to try to find life at literally conception. Even though that's not how pregnancy works, that's what they want to do. They just want to eliminate procedures. And all the articles I've been reading, I'm sure you guys Ugh. have been too. Yeah. It's just brutal what this is going to do to the professions of OBGYNs who literally just want to help people, help women in these situations. And here they are, big government, big Republican government is making it harder for them to do that. 
again, out of your room, out of your womb, and out of your wallet, uh, the uh, perpetrator or accused perpetrator is Gerson Fuentes, 27 years old. Uh, he confessed to raping the girl at least two times. So we can assume it was probably more. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My God. Well, let's play a clip, actually. I want to hear from this woman. Um, she's just discussing she's discussing rape and she's discussing uh, forced birth mm-hmm. and how forced birth is violence. And I think... Um, yeah, let's just hear. Again, first timer. I do condemn all violence, and I would just note that abortion is an act of violence against the most innocent and vulnerable human beings. Thank you. Professor? I condemn violence, and I would like to note that forced birth is an act of violence as well. I have some additional statistics to share. There has been a 450% increase in blockades at clinics that provide abortion services, an 163% increase in the planting of hoax devices and suspicious packages at clinics that provide abortion care, 129% increase in invasions um, at clinics that provide abortion care, and 128% increase in assault and battery. So, yeah, Yes, um, we should keep that same energy across the board and protect everyone who's providing abortion care. That was Kyra Bridges. I think a fantastic response because, again, um, they care about the idea of a child in utero, but they don't actually care about it in any practicality whatsoever because this involves a 10-year-old. She brings up very important uh, statistics. Women, especially pregnant women, uh, they're... they're, they're uh, susceptible to about 35% more susceptible to violence during a pregnancy. And the number one uh, homicide, the number one reason that a pregnant woman tends to die is violence. So this is real. Uh, you know, uh, pregnant women are actually are under attack in this world right. and possibly in this country. So this is all real. And it's the violence mm-hmm. isn't the, the violence isn't women choosing to have an abortion. The violence is women being denied their rights. And again, we'll see. It's what's so interesting about all of this, again, with the backdrop of the midterms, November is right around the corner. Right. And we'll see what it looks like at the polls because I, I just, analytics about a month ago, <clears throat> we're discussing a, a red wave. Mm-hmm. Republicans taking the House, Republicans taking the Senate. I don't know. As Travis said earlier, I think Fetterman's going to win in Pennsylvania. Herschel Walker is a crappy candidate. Right. Right. And God knows what JD Vance is up to. I mean, I saw him the other day talking, just bloviating with this bizarrely large yet small head. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You'll get some votes, but I definitely think he's vulnerable as well. Yeah. Tim Ryan, the Democratic candidate running against JD Vance, is 
also raise more money similar to Beto. And again, it's these extreme issues. The, the fact that Republicans in Texas have dead children on their hands and they're not doing anything. I believe their country bumpkin attorney general, as we covered on the show a few weeks ago, said it was all part of God's plan. Yeah. Right. And so when you're running these type of extreme Republican do nothing candidates, you know, they're all for big government when they want to mess with people they don't like. But they're all for small government when it comes to just fixing the roads or making sure kids don't get shot or making sure 10 year olds who get raped can get procedures so they don't have to carry their rapist babies to term. Then Republicans seem to be very hands off. And it's a bizarre way to campaign. And I agree with you. I really do hope this this turns the tides for the midterms this fall, because this is what July and people aren't going to forget about stuff like this when it comes no. to kids. That's an issue. People want everybody, Republicans, Democrats, independents, even libertarians. They all want kids to be safe. It's also those things I get DMs when it comes to people, because obviously when it comes to um the abortion situation, when it comes to the reversal of Roe v. Wade, when it comes to what happens uh, in Ohio and all the other states with trigger laws, um, you know, we mentioned people who were raped and and I get some DMs being like, those are outliers. They're very rare, but that's who we have to protect. Right. right. You know, just that's, because, that's yes, right I know there. that not Minority. every abortion is because somebody was raped. I understand right. that. Right. But that that is why you cannot just have these super solidified, stupid, rigid mm-hmm. laws, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's not the way that life works. Absolutely. Lawmaking is nuanced and personal issues like what this poor girl had to deal with, like so many women in this country. It's a personal issue. That was why we had Roe v. Wade codified Mm -hmm. uh, just from a judicial standpoint at the federal level was because it was a a decision to be made between a woman and her doctor, in this case, a girl, her family and a doctor. And we need well, to I don't get know back what, to that. I, I'm not sure what family she has. And now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, the grossest thought that I had was if she didn't get pregnant, she would be getting raped right now <sighs> because wow. there wouldn't, the rapist wouldn't be in jail. The story wouldn't make any news. Mm-hmm. Right. She's just right. a homeless 10 year old in the minds of, again, the DeWines of the world. And it would just, how many people is that happening to? And, you know, I'm a little bit aware of it just because we, when we started doing our foster care, like, you know, kids showing up with herpes and things like that, you're like, what the A 10 year old with herpes. Right, it's like yeah. a, not normal, you know? Right. And uh, so, yeah, um, hopefully she can just get the help that, uh, that she needs because no 10 year old should be homeless in this country and, and forced to carry a child. And then also with uh, just obviously being sexually assaulted. It's uh, it's brutal. Absolutely. And I'll just, you know, always point out, um, that's why we're trying to get Mike DeWine out of office this year. I want to thank Ari. I want to thank Joshua Meter to donating to headpack.org. That's homebound entrepreneurs against DeWines. We are going to be working our asses off this fall to make sure people don't vote for Mike DeWine. Yeah. And in terms of Dave Yost, he's on the ballot this year, too. I think the guy should straight up resign. If you want to find him on social media and all his phone numbers, they're all out there. Yeah. Um, Dave Yost, our attorney general of Ohio, A, he should resign. Um, short of that, he should 100% lose the office in November. Mm. He's unfit, and he proved it right on Fox News in front of millions of people this week. 
Jesus Christ. Yep, you're right. They want their little 10 minutes of fame and mm-hmm. they go on Waters World to get that's it. That's what's so strange. Jesse it's Waters, so that's the one you go for? Uh, you want Brett Bear at least. At least oh, that guy. sure. Yeah, give me Eric Bowling uh, before he was forced <laughs> well, to resign. Well, he, he's a Newsmax now, so oh, yeah. not That's the ratings you want. <laughs> Good for him. All right. Well, just lastly, when it comes to douchebag politicians, it's not just Ohio. It's also uh, my home state of Wisconsin. Glenn what? Gr- what? I know. We're getting some uh, some anti-love here for Wisco. Glenn Grothman. That's a weird name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's offended by the, by the, uh, by the gay uh, pride flag there. He doesn't like that. And I'm going to tell you this, the most offensive American flag is the one with the blue line in it, mm-hmm. the black and blue and white American flag. That ain't the American flag. That ain't not. <laughs> Stop messing with our flag. I'm mighty proud of that regular flag. But let's play this clip of Glenn Grothman again. The only thing the government needs to worry about is the roads, education, make sure we got these kids learning. And obviously they're not doing that because they're far too scared about getting shot. Just make sure infrastructure doesn't collapse. Make sure the bridges stay strong. There's mm. very little that you actually have to do. Right. They just choose not to do any of it. And then they focus on this culture war dog whistle bullshit that means nothing and has no effect on your life, your income, or your family. Let's play what Glenn Grothman decided to bring to the House floor. Other things that kind of just amaze me, you know, last month, of course, June Dairy Month being from Wisconsin, everybody in Wisconsin knows June knows is that. Dairy Month. But <laughs> for some people around that. Washington, they don't think primarily of Dairy Month. They call it Pride Month and the U.S. flies the gay flag in the Vatican, as well as many other countries around the world. No, no, Do we're, you we're think not the our forefathers would have anticipated, particularly given all the blessings our country has been given, that we would decide to fly our flag with a sec- in essence a sexual preference flag all all around oh the world <laughs> again highly questionable <laughs> highly questionable thank you so much yeah. Glenn. Mm, really exactly. vital vital for the people of wisconsin how no. are the farmers doing i don't think they give a shit right yes anyway. uh, da- dairy month please focus on uh you know uh supporting Small farmers with your agriculture bills, things like that. That would be helpful. But also, his logic is so flawed. The founding fathers, A, we already know for a fact there were several founding fathers who actually were openly gay or bi at that time, uh, ranging from Alexander Hamilton to a lot of the French patriots who came and helped the revolutionaries win the war here in America. Yes. Oh, it's all documented. It's all out there. I get get, the dancing. The dancing? (laughs) That's why the musical's so good, Ben. <laughs> I know it's white people hip hop. But makes them feel the, comfortable, but also the, cultured. The founding fathers <laughs> also had a flag with a chopped up snake that said, Don't tread on me. I think they would be fine with whatever flag Americans want to fly. Yeah. So, Ben, whenever you're ready to go run against this guy in Wisconsin, I'll be right by your side and we'll be mighty proud of that ragged gay flag. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go even further. I think Grothman is completely wrong. I think the United States flag is a flag of sexual preference. It's the it's the oh. non-British flag. It's saying you can come here and do whatever you want. This isn't England. <laughs> this isn't the Queensland. We can you can marry your stepdaughter if you Fantastic, <laughs> Fernando. That's yeah. that's give hey. us your poor, give us your creepy. 
I was that last part was a jerk. That last part was a joke. Welcome. (laughs) Also, welcome. Yes, uh, they're sending 52 school buses right now to Ted Cruz's house. By the way, to um, to shed light on the victims of school Mm. violence, but uh, be very careful. You don't want to get the guy too horned up. Yeah, Um, right. Because you know, probably. He's probably in Cancun right now, anyway. Yeah, Ted Cruz would be like, oh, my God, look at these. Oh, all the school buses are coming to my house. Empty. Oh. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Stay uh, focused out there. We'll keep yeah. on doing the best we can. And some of this stuff is really hard to hear, and it's really sad. But, you know, we can get through all of this together. We're going to have to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the elections are going to be really interesting here coming up in November. It's bizarre. It's all happening. This is going to be a strange, strange summer. uh, And it's probably only going to get a little stranger. So just Mm -hmm. be prepared. Stay off of social media. Don't get too poisoned. And uh, yeah, just uh, be part of your community. Yeah, there's more of us than there are of them. And it's like you always say, Ben, the last few weeks especially, these are human-created problems and they can also be fixed by humans. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine.